You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial 7 now. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Well, Miss Tamara King, how are you today? Oh, your granddaughter. That is wonderful news. Oh, wow. So the entire phone conversation, you were just talking to your granddaughter. Oh, I bet she was very happy to hear from you. Three years. You haven't spoken to her in three years. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Every second or even nanosecond of a phone conversation with a loved one or a family member or even just a... Uh, an acquaintance is just very, very helpful and very uplifting and it has nothing but good. Oh, I would, I would definitely go for that. I, I really can't see how an organization could publicly claim that they're supporting families and supporting relationships and that they want the people to feel comfortable and come out to a, a better life and then charge folks for some of the most ridiculous stuff. You know, I, I was on a conversation on Twitter and we were discussing people paying for services that should be free. And I can understand a person paying for a phone service, you know, a landline or a cell phone. And if somebody from prison calls the family member, it just goes without saying that they're going to be paying for that telephone service. But to actually pay for this telephone service and then pay for the individual call I don't know I can't I can't see how that benefits anybody but the corporations that are sitting back and making a massive amount of money off the hardships of family members you know we talk about during inflation people are trying to choose between medicine and food or rent and medicine. Imagine somebody who wants to talk to her husband and has to choose between paying for these calls or getting gas or buying a, a bus ticket. It just, it just blows me away. And then we read the public announcements that the Department of Corrections is 100% for family relationships. And they want people to visit. They want people to call, send messages, send pictures. Yeah, but it's just, it's just a scam. I know I would go visit my friends and they would charge me for a, a photograph, charge me for a candy bar, 
Um, and you, you kind of think, what are they promoting here? You know, they can't offer free coffee and donuts or something to the people that go visit. You have 60 seconds remaining. But it's all about the Benjamins. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's one thing your granddaughter shouldn't have to be exposed to. She got a chance to talk, and all of the stuff that goes on in the background is insignificant. I'm thankful that you were able to communicate with her, and I'm thankful that she was able to experience 20 minutes with somebody she cares about deeply. You have 30 seconds remaining. Well, yeah, we will fight it. I, I know in the state of California... They just recently passed um, legislation that allows phone calls to be free. So, yeah, you're in prison and finding the phone, that that's just goes with the territory. But talking, you shouldn't have to pay for it. Okay, well, enjoy yourself, and uh, we will talk again later. Hello, welcome to AQS Inmate Call. I am your host, Joel Wilborn. And this is another subject that I am this deeply passionate about. I believe that one of the strongest things people seek in life is acceptance. There's people who commit suicide because they don't feel that the people that are important to them accept them. You know, family members, close friends, uh, loved ones, these are people we can take for granted and we should. You know, there's, there's a rule out there that children don't have to love their parents, but parents do have to love their children. So people growing up are going to have somebody who loves them. You know, last weekend I was spending time with the baby, and this baby is completely dependent on her parents. They feed her, they clothe her, they take care of her when she's ill, they uh, shelter her, and it just goes to show that humans have a need for people. We're, we're born that way, and. I feel that this relationship should go right up until the day we die. We should always belong. And and those of us who feel comfortable with our life and we enjoy the company of other folks and we enjoy sharing our experiences and, and our knowledge with other people and just opening up conversations. If we could just take that, that part of our life that, that makes us feel comfortable and share it with other folks who are struggling, well, I think we would have better communities out there. And I have a background in political science. That's the degree I have. So whereas a lot of people run around avoiding religion and politics, I crave it. I really enjoy talking about those subjects because I can learn so much from them. 
and I've learned from experience not to criticize people's opinions in America that's what builds us we have a right to share our opinions whether they're agreed have a popular agreement or not you know you could you could oppose anybody's opinion it doesn't mean this person should be condemned and kicked off of social media platforms it just means that this person really truly believes in this and in some cases they want to share it with others in other cases they just want to keep it to themselves and so if i'm talking with somebody who has a religious belief that i don't particularly agree with i don't criticize that person because if i have to criticize somebody's religious beliefs my religious beliefs aren't very strong and i'm not very passionate about them the the good opinions the good beliefs they don't need to be forced on the other people people can just hear the basics about it and slowly convert and i leave myself open for that so when i have conversations about politics and other different political groups it's nice to hear what they have to say and i've learned quite a bit because of that because i stay open minded on it and when we when we're dealing with politics in the family situation where it just controls things that's where you have to draw the line because people have a right to believe what they want to believe just don't go out and commit crimes to promote it you know if a person is against women owned businesses you don't go blow up the businesses and and you don't go calling and leaving threatening emails or text messages you discuss it you sit and you use your freedom of speech to express your views hoping to convince other people and maybe you can create a law or something but you don't commit any crimes and i'll give you an example of what i went through with the, the washington department of corrections my fiance was locked up and she needed some money and i'd been sending her money for months and so she asked for some money she said she really needed it so i sent it to her and then they rejected it and said that i had been sending money to multiple inmates and of course i'm thinking who who did i send money to and my fiance was shocked too so who who else have you been sending money to and i'm thinking i haven't been sending money to anybody so i i wrote a letter I appealed it and said I haven't been sending money to anybody she's the only one you've been giving her before now you're stopping who's this other person and for months I stayed on this trying to figure out who this other person was and why this money was taken from my fiance and then after my continuous 
attempts to get an answer. They finally came back and told me that I had transferred e-messaging stamps to other incarcerated people. Now, the letter stated that I had funded another incarcerated individual. But when this detail came out, it was that I had provided stamps to other people. Now, Securus is an e-messaging service for the inmates. And in Washington, every Wednesday, they'll allow you to give a free return stamp. So let's say if I were to write Tamara on Wednesday and click on the free stamp, she would receive a free stamp to send me an e-message. Now, if I were to communicate with her on Wednesday and then communicate with Kiki on Wednesday and Zombie on Wednesday and click on the return stamp, I am violating Washington policy. I'm only allowed to send stamps to my fiance. She's no longer incarcerated. So if I communicate with anybody across the state of Washington and provide a stamp, I'm violating their policy and they have a right to take funds. Now, since my fiance is gone and I can only fund one person, let's say Tamara asked me for some money so she could buy some tennis shoes to do a workout. I have nobody in the state of Washington I'm sending money to, so I send her $100. And the state of Washington will take that money and say, because you provided stamps to Kiki and Zombie, you violated our policy. Now, being a student of politics, I know what they're doing. And it just breaks my heart that they would use the system to gain an advantage. Instead of following policy, they're trying to twist the policy to to follow something that they did that was obviously wrong. I'm not the one violating policy. They're the one violating policy. When I ask for the policy number, the exact policy that I was violating, it refers to postal stamps. And that's understandable from every point of view. You can go from the uh, correctional facility in the county all the way up to the federal prison. If I go to the post office, buy a stamp, put the stamp in an envelope, send it to an incarcerated person, that's me providing funds you know the buying this this item is like providing funds to this person and this person may not be eligible to receive funds because of a sanction or something and we all understand that before we send out letters we know there's certain things you cannot send out and stamps are one of them it's just across the board anybody who writes to anybody in incarcerated can tell you you don't send stamps and so uh, 
let's say I want to send Tamira some shoes from Amazon. I can pay for the shoes on Amazon and and put the address of the prison and they can go to Tamira. And then if I wanted to send, uh, let's say, a book to Kiki, I can go to Amazon, buy a book, and send that book to Kiki. They don't compensate those in the state of Washington. But money, they will. And they put it into the... A fund that's supposedly going to help out inmates and their families, but it doesn't. And I have to sit back and watch this because they twist policy, they twist law to make it fit their uh, agenda. And that's something that prison reformists want to change. Taking people's money is a complaint I've been receiving since I started doing this back in the 80s. And you kind of wonder who's making profits off of this. You got JPay was competing with Securus and now Securus and JPay combined. And so if you want to send out an e-message in the state of Washington, you've got to use one service, which is the same service that provides the phone calls and the video visits and the funding and the public figures that's okay because these people committed a crime and they deserve to be in there yet one day when these companies start losing profits they're going to need a source and if we are successful and we're 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 bringing communities together people are getting out of prison and staying out of prison the economy is accepting the fact that these people serve their time and they're willing to get back into society and start making money and paying taxes if we can successfully close down prisons successfully get people back out on the street to be productive citizens and start paying taxes then these companies that just thrive off incarcerated people are going to start suffering they're going to need to fill the prisons back up they're going to need money makers and some of the people that i work with they're habitual criminals they'll get out there's nothing out there for them they can't get a job they can't get a place to live so they go back to what's comfortable to them selling and buying drugs or identity theft or auto theft or just stealing from businesses and and uh, neighbors and charities And so these people they go in and out of the prison those are the ones that are the most profitable and they force the people out here to pay for things to buy stuff for them they won't give them the basics that they should be giving them you know when when the 
time comes around to order food items. I'm paying for a lot of food for these folks. And these are things that we buy inexpensively, like the uh, ramen soup or uh, beef jerky or little uh, juice boxes. These things can cost six, seven dollars. And we have to pay that in order for them to get it. Otherwise, you know, these people are stuck. Sometimes they don't get the meals, the healthy meals that they deserve in there. So they want to just kind of get a little supplement here and there. And they'll sit in their rooms or they'll go in the little public areas and they'll, they'll cook up these things for their friends. And I'll get a phone call. It's like, oh, you know, my friend just fixed up a really great soup. And we sat and watched the movie and ate that soup. That, For them, that's that moment of peace. Yeah, they're still traumatized. Yeah, they're still being treated as objects and they're being forced to make 42 cents an hour to buy stuff. But for the moment, they had a little peace. And when they get out, I want to remind them of that. You can have this every day. Just stay out. If you run into a situation, there are people out there who will help you. And there are. But you don't see that advertised in the prisons. They don't put out flyers that once you get out and you run on hard times, you contact these folks. They just give basic stuff. Some of them not even open anymore. Some of them don't even uh, get involved in this situation anymore. And they're looking forward to these folks coming back. It's almost as if, uh, see you later instead of goodbye. When they walk out the door. And this this politics that they're using this we'll we'll get the we'll give the contract to the person who gives us the biggest kickback when we can get the make the most money from that's the one we will hire and I remember when prisoners used to call home phones the landlines and it was a collect call and this this was very popular in the 80s and I would try to get the lowest long distance company and so many people called you have a collect call from you know it wouldn't cost me a lot of money I would try to get maybe groups of 10 cents a minute or something or maybe have them call late on Sunday and it was just a thing and these bills could get pretty high back then but it was just something that we understood and, and that was long distance. Everybody was paying long distance. If you called state to state, it was just a long distance charge. And then when that slowly went away, we're now paying for the one call. And we can't even do a collect call. I would really enjoy having somebody call my landline on a collect call. That gives me the power to pick the company I want to give money to and there's people out there who are working hard they have a long distance company which doesn't make a lot of money these days and this is a good way for them to make their living because it gives us a choice and they would be competitive because they want our business and I just it just blows my mind that I go to the Washington Department of Corrections website 
and they're bragging about helping out families. No, they're not. They are stabbing family members in the back. They are shoving them out the door. They are crushing them. And they're bragging about working with family members. Belonging, having a sense of purpose, pain retribution, these are things that help incarcerated people. And Department of Corrections in the state of Washington is about as far away from that as you can get. I'm not going to take anything these people say without a grain of salt. I know they're not for families because I've experienced it multiple times. And I know the programs, they have the resources to create really nice programs that can help people stay out. One of the biggest things is that the people get out, they want somebody there to, to help them out. You know, walk out the door and have somebody stick a hand out and say, you know, I'm, I'm your, your sponsor. I'm going to help you get your feet back on the ground and get your life back in order so that you will have no need to commit another crime and come back. And one of those things where, you know, like alcoholics, they go to Alcoholics Anonymous and they have a sponsor and there's people they can call and talk to and groups they can go to. And if the person does relapse, they're not condemned. It's just like, okay, let's start over again and let's find out what happened. See what we can do to change that. We all have our personal goals and if we can reach them, we feel better. And everybody needs the resources to do that. So this little girl was able to talk to her her grandmother. And this is based on a lot of true life stuff. I really like to see kids light up when they talk to their loved ones. I just hate this spend all that money and one day it will be across the world and people will realize that if you lock somebody up there's a lot of expenses involved in that a bunch so I've got some good uh, videos I'd like you to take a look at on my YouTube channel you can go to the Joel Wilborn YouTube channel and Listen to some interviews with some people talking about the expenses that they have. I even have a video in there that trying to reduce recidivism. And I'm just asking that you just take a look at that and open up some conversations. Let's get together and discuss how we can make this world a better place. It starts with us. We can't expect other people to do it for us. Let's get out, let's make some change, and let's make our communities safer and more productive. So go out, have yourself a wonderful day, and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.